Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches Husky Podcast. My name is Trevor Mueller. With me is Jake Grant and Coach V. And we're a little bit late, and it's mostly my fault to get to the uh, the 2024 recruiting class brought in by Kalen DeBoer and Company and solidified by Jed Fish and Company. This, this group is overall ranked uh, on 247 as the 29th best uh, class. Uh, the transfer portal rank is 11th. There's some really good prospects in here. Uh, I want to start it off. Coach, you got really personal uh, exposure to uh, one of the quarterbacks, and I want to kind of start there with the two quarterbacks that are on the list, Demon Williams and uh, Demarcarius Davis. Um, so let's talk about kind of how they're the same, how they're different, and their skill sets and how they both fit into a college system. Yeah, a little too familiar uh, after four years of, you know, coaching against him. But uh, DeMond, I, I've said this a hundred times, like he's just kind of an assassin. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He might have one of the bigger arms out there, which is just kind of insane. Athletically, he could probably probably play another skill position. He's that fast. He's that quick. He's got great vision. Um the thing that's really annoying about him is he's just always in control. You can try to blitz him. You can try to play eight in coverage. He reads the defense. He's got pre-snap answers before you can kind of, you know, get your bearings. Um, he played with a really nice offensive line for, and, and a good wide receiver core for four years. So it's not like he was doing it all by himself. But, man, that kid, anything that he needed to do to win the game, he was capable of doing, which was highly annoying. Yeah, we, you know, we had kind of touched on him a little bit previously before. Um, the guy makes all the throws, especially for a little guy. You know, his arm talent seems to me un unmatched in any of the quarterbacks that I've watched so far this season as far as incoming freshman goes. Um you know, and he doesn't really have to, it doesn't seem like he has to put his whole body into the throw, which is pretty incredible, really. Um, you know, we we kind of broke down film. You sent me some film that you broke down. And one of the throws that I thought was really spectacular from DeMond was he's on the run to his right, and he makes a throw in between double coverage in stride to his receiver for, what was it, a 30-yard touchdown, I believe? Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, Demarcus is not anything to kind of gaff at, right? He 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 uh he comes in with a big, big time arm. That guy has an absolute cannon of an arm. Um watching film on him, he is not as nearly as aloof as, as elusive as DeMond is. Um, but he does have, in my opinion, a little bit more arm strength. In, in your opinion, I think I know which way you're going to sway because of personal preference, and I can't blame you for that. Um, which quarterback do you think has the higher upside at the University of Washington? Well, the beautiful thing about that is 18-year-old uh, quarterbacks become 22-year-old quarterbacks, and and they're completely different players. Um, I will say when I watch Davis's film, he's got a longer frame, obviously. He's around 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". He's got a kind of exaggerated sort of looping over the top it's not slow by any means but it's just kind of like yeah, i'm getting like a byron left which vibe occasionally but you know different kind of body type i mean he is he's really actually a very athletic guy he can get out on the run and he can hurt you that way my thing with him 
is that he's going to need to build up his lower half. And when he's in the pocket, he's on tiptoes and he's kind of going through his mechanics and, and he doesn't do anything that's really like there's no, you know, negative things you can say about his mechanics. But while DeMond is maybe five foot nine, he's getting everything into that, everything out of his body because he's got a, a low center of gravity and he can drive and he can get that hip over really quickly, really easily. It's not even a challenge for him. Where Demarcus, however you, I, I always mess up his his uh, his first name. Um, every single time I mess it up, but um, I feel like until he gets in the weight room and builds up his lower half, he's he's not tapped into his full RPMs uh, on this throw. Um, occasionally, you'll see. I think honestly, his best feature throwing the football is the touch pass down the field. Um, when he has to drive the ball, it, he's just he's throwing with anticipation instead of maybe fitting it in a keyhole. And that's just going to come because he's less than 200 pounds or at least he's listed at about 190, 95 pounds. Um, once he gets in the weight room, if he starts to look more 215, you know, in the next couple of years, you're going to be able to see that base expand a little bit. He's not going to be so much on his toes and he's going to be able to get into his mechanics cleanly. And that 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 leg swing, that follow through where, where it's going to come over the, the right hip, it's going to be a little bit more forceful and you won't see the ball kind of nosedive at the end. What I do notice about him is in his high school film, he he does he he stands in the pocket really well. He's not he's not quick to jump out of the pocket. He does have that those mechanics of stepping into the pocket and seeing pressure come in his face and still not still not shy away from it and still make the throws down the field. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, like I said, everything he does is, is you can see that his coaches had a plan for him early on when he became a starter. Um, he, he climbs the pocket, he stands in, he delivers on time. He throws with anticipation. Um, he's not trying to muscle the ball all the time, which is a really good thing for, you know, a lot of big quarterbacks will do that. Um, I just think he's barely scratching the surface on his physicality. While I think DeMond obviously doesn't have the frame that he has. DeMond is incredibly strong kid, incredibly explosive, kind of like a tightly wound athlete that's just loose and flexible at the same time. I don't know if he's going to get faster. I don't know if he's going to get bigger, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need to because he's been throwing the 65 yard bomb since he was 14 years old. Demond Demond reminds me of a better throwing Jaden Delora without the extra bullshit that Jaden Delora <laughs> brings. <laughs> but uh, but just the the type of athlete that he is, kind of for somebody that hasn't watched a lot of film on Demond, is it, that's what I envision when I see Demond play in like high school is is kind of like a Jaden Delora type of player. It's, it's funny that you say that because at this point, uh, at the, at the, you know, when we played them at home in September for the last time with him at quarterback, I felt like it probably be, it probably would have been a little bit appropriate if he just planted a basha flag in the middle of our, <laughs> our artificial turf because he had owned us for the last four years. But I, my comp is, was and continues to be uh vernon adams if vernon adams had a howitzer on his right shoulder um everything he does is very similar the way he escapes he's probably faster than than adams was 
He's definitely got a stronger arm. But at the same time, Vernon Adams was a killer, man. Anything he wanted to do on a football field, he could do. When he started off at Eastern and then he went to Oregon, I mean, there were a couple times during our, our losing streak against Oregon where, you know, we were close. You know, there was that one Jake Locker game where we kept it within a touchdown and we just didn't have any defense late. And then the next year we got wiped out, you know, in Eugene. There were a couple of those Chris Peterson teams that had a shot and Vernon, oh my God, Vernon just made enough plays to kind of keep us from breaking the streak at that time. He was super annoying. And I just see DeMond as a souped up version of that guy. I just, I, I see a guy that's going to be able to improvise um, in the pocket and extend plays and just be a matchup nightmare. I really like your comp. Um, I mean, isn't that what, isn't isn't that kind of what college football is kind of heading towards is the, the, the quarterbacks that can kind of go play backyard football. Uh, A little bit. Kind of like Cam Newton. I want to, I want to caution against that comp or that, 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 that scenario though, because it is really good of a passer. It is hard to explain but a kid with his gifts that can do the things that he does, he's never he's never rushed. It always just kind of seems to be in the flow of the offense. And if he breaks the pocket and makes a play with his legs, or if he breaks the pocket and and gets a, a play downfield, it's never resembling backyard like vintage Russell Wilson, like, oh my God, I'm running for my life. And oh my God, I can't believe I pulled this play out of my butt. It just seems like he's playing. Like he's playing at a different speed and he's watching things unfold at a slower speed than what everybody else is perceiving. And it's, and it's like I said, it's super annoying because you can't, it's really hard to fool the kid. It's really hard to surprise him. So. And that's the tough part is both of these quarterbacks I like, and they both bring a lot of uh, both skill sets. I think translate really well to the college game. And the reality is, is, most likely one of them will be in the program and start for multiple years. And the other one probably will go somewhere else and start. The, else. the good, the good news is, is we're a far, far distance away from Nick Montana and Siler miles. We have, oh. we have this scenario is far leagues above with Will, with Will, Will Rogers, who we'll talk about when we get to the transfer as well. Right. I will uh, say this, that um, demand was the guy that, was recruited by fish originally yes and i I think that that has something to do with it but i am curious because you saw davis jump into the portal but then jump right back out and it's not that he didn't have other suitors i mean he's he's a guy that looking at his i mean he's a four-star quarterback um let me pull up uh who else he had offers from because quarterbacks you know there's their offer pool is very different than, you know, your, uh, some and other. And their, and their spots close, close a lot faster too. So. And that's true. He had Arizona, Jimmy Doherty also, uh, was recruited him at Arizona, um, Oregon state under, um, uh, what's, uh, Jonathan Smith, BYU, uh, Minnesota, um, Utah, Penn State, Washington State, State, and then uh, some group of five schools. So um, he had offers, and and I believe that those, 
even when he went into the, I, I'm curious if, if you were to talk to him, what committable offers he had when he went back into the portal, but you know, I I'm assuming there was some conversations with Doherty and um, fish about keeping him here there. I mean, if you look at two, four, seven, they're rated basically right next to each other. So um, I think it's going to be really fun to watch that unfold through uh, their redshirt freshman year, hopefully the redshirt freshman year, and then uh, um, moving forward. And there's absolutely no stigma surrounding a player who signs with a school, plays out his freshman year, and then says, well, I got an opportunity here. I'll see you later. 100%. I mean, Quinn Ewers started at Ohio State for crying out loud. Yep. Yeah. Justin Fields started at Georgia. Joe Burrow, Ohio State. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's just there's no stigma around it anymore. It's just a normal thing that happens now. As it I think as it should. I think that you got to go where you're able to play. And I think that uh as we've seen with the coaching carousel, it's very appropriate for especially quarterbacks who you can't really you don't rotate quarterbacks. Um <laughs> if you're not getting that time. I think of uh uh the the kid from Washington that went to uh UCLA um uh Garbers as soon as he didn't get the job he was out. Yeah. I I I never I I didn't even back then when it was still kind of novel um I thought it was probably the right call for him cuz he's probably never going to start at Washington. Um yeah. next up on the list uh is another guy that was in, out, and then uh, back in again, and that's Pocky Finau, the offensive lineman, um, 6'4", 275 pounds out of Oak Hills. Um, man, this might have been one of the bigger gets. I know, Jake, you were super stoked on him coming back. Uh, I wrote that, you know, it's really hard for true freshmen to come into play, but depending on what this offensive line looks like, he might be pushing for at least the two deeps. Yeah, I mean, Washington's thin, and and there was no better time for Pocky to decide to come back. I mean, I really like the way that his game translates to uh, to the college game. He's got a nice lower body center of gravity. Um, his power is just is all from his legs. His legs are so strong, so massive. Um, I mean, his his legs are his thighs are wider than my waist. It, it's pretty in, impressive, really. He's quick off the ball and. Uh, and and the guy just has just downhill speed, right? He has the ability. He's he's really sound on run blocking, and uh, I mean he's no joke when it comes to pass blocking. Coach, you you you've watched some film on on him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I, I could, you said a lot of stuff that I was going to cover, and so I think we're on the same page here. Athleticism jumps off the page. Long frame, powerful lower half. He's able to explode out of his stance to either drive block. He can kind of come crash down or he can just get to the perimeter. He can yeah. get out on screens better than a lot of tight ends can. Um, yeah. He gets to the second level. He works his hands really well. He knows how to turn guys without holding. And, and part of that is technique. Obviously you want to get on, on that, on that, that, that high side, but he has got explosive hips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We usually talk about like middle linebackers who come up and they just snap, you know, that snap from the hips. He's got that explosive power in his hips. And it's like, it's unique because most of these big guys are just kind of like, they're a little stiff from the waist on up. And he is moving like a, like a much smaller athlete, but he hits like a bigger guy than he actually is. So 
he's the, I think the couple things that every offensive lineman in high school can clean up. He's so powerful. He's so strong that when he's going up against high school kids, um, you see like in the NFL or in college where guys get into their kick slide and they're mirroring and they've got to maintain that technique while the other guy, the, the pass rusher runs the hoop and, you know, he has to make sure that the guy doesn't get under his pads. Every example I saw of this where he started to mirror, it looked like he got bored and just chucked the guy to the ground. <laughs> and it's like, you won't be able to do that in college, obviously. But I mean, I'm getting shades of Troy Fautanu here. Yeah. And I don't want to sound sacrilegious because that dude's going to be a first round pick in a, in a few, in a couple months, but he might be Troy. And I don't know if it's a bad thing to say that and put that pressure on him because he's just kind of a different cat and he's lean right now. And he's like in the two seventies, mm -hmm. but I mean, I can see him being six, five, six, six, three twenty. Troy's about six, five, three twenty with the hips and the like, like Troy does so many things wrong technique wise. And that's not a criticism because um, I believe there was an offensive line coach from the NFL years ago who coached the Vikings when Randall McDaniel, oh, no, I'm getting old school here, was an all pro every single year. And he would tell the other linemen, don't try to copy Randall. You can't do that. Human beings that big can't do what he does. And I feel like that's what Troy's kind of in that mold where he'll screw around and a guy will get by him and he'll do a, he'll do a reverse spin and catch the dude. He'll get back out in front of him. It's like, well, how the hell did that happen? I feel like Pocky's the same kind of athlete. Do you I agree. See That's what I said too. I said a lot of the polish of moving from side to side that you don't see from offensive linemen coming in, you know, like the other guys that we're going to talk about, I think they all have a lot of upside. Uh, and I think that the way that they explode off the ball is, uh, kind of what puts them in that and they're bigger. I mean, they're, we're talking about six, 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 eight, um, over three bills already, but the way that this guy moves, um, he's probably a fantastic power forward. Do, do, do you see him? I have my answer. Do you see him lining up on the inside or the outside? I would keep him at tackle as long as humanly possible. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like too much to say that, I would make him a left tackle until he proves that he can't play left tackle or he's just better somewhere else. Um, Troy, for a long time, I always thought, well, at his height, he's going to move inside eventually. And they almost did it, but then said, you know what, we're just going to leave him a tackle. And it was like one of the best thing, best decisions that Scott Huff ever made. Are you against putting him on the inside as an underclassman with the knowledge that he'll, you know, that he'll go to left tackle? That's what I have written is, yeah, no, uh, that, yeah go ahead. Well, what I have written is he's a, fu a future bookend, um, depending on numbers this year and uh, bodies available. Uh, I think that he might end up playing inside to start, but I think he's, you know, by that sophomore year, he's going to be on the outside. So two things. Um, if he's a little bit undersized, unless you're a center, guard is probably not the place to break in. Really? It's like, if you have to go against like, now this is an extreme case, Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. Now, you don't see those guys very often, but if we are going to the Big Ten, you're going to face the Ohio States of the world and the Penn States and the Michigans. Even Iowa. 
Um, yeah, God, Iowa's a problem defensively. But I will say, where is the biggest opening on the line right now? I think we've got guys who could cover guard. We still need to figure out who the next center is. But as a party is one tackle. Who's the other one? Where's the opening? Until yeah. we know the answer to that, unless they get another guy in the portal in the spring or somebody steps forward. I know, unfortunately, we, we lost R.J. Worst to retirement and Sam Peacock's gone, right? Yep. I mean, we, Elijah Jacket's another year away probably just because he's just putting on weight. Henning looks like a guard to me. He just looks like a mauling inside player. Um. And, you know, like anybody you can kind of go to up and down the list, like tackles the question mark. Memelar is probably one of your starting guards. He's a guard all the way. Yeah, yeah I just I just think – I think Pocky's so – I don't think he's so slight, but I just think he's slight for a college football tackle right now. Um, I think he has time to grow and build that muscle that he needs up top. But I just – looking at him right now, watching film on him right now, he he's a little slender for – for my for my opinion he's 100 percent the most polished ready to play at the next level i don't know but also all that film i don't know if he had senior film it was all junior film that was left in the tank because by the time these kids already have offers and they already have commitments and stuff they don't bother putting out a huddle for senior yeah, why make film right yeah yeah so now he's in his what would be he'll be his first year of college he'll go to spring ball he'll be in the weights constantly and then I guarantee you that kid you saw in the junior film is going to look a lot different than September next year. Like he might be 290, 295. They actually and, on 247, they actually have him listed as an interior offensive lineman. See, and I, I know he can do that. I absolutely know that he would be just great there. But I think he could be a tackle. Yeah. And until you prove that you can't be a tackle, why would you give that up? Because tackles are the guys who make the most money in the league. That's true. Um, moving on, the next one is a four-star athlete um, out of uh, Vinoy's, California, Peyton Waters. Uh, he's listed as an athlete. He'll probably be a safety for Washington. He's uh, one of those guys that, man, when I watched him, um, <laughs> he's a receiver as well. He's very good around the ball. I really like what he does as a uh, kind of a ball-hawking safety he moves really well. He's fluid. He could play cornerback, but I think uh, honestly with the roster makeup safety is probably going to be the spot where he ends up. Uh, I think he, he, he could be, I, I kind of see like a little bit of Taylor rap in him where he can do a lot of things really, really well. And uh, I mean, if he ends up being Taylor rap, that's pretty fantastic, but love the way that he moves, loves the way that he covers the field. Uh, and he's really good at, um, you know, bringing the ball carrier down. What do you guys got? Was it was it him that uh, the, a clip came out at the Polynesian Bowl of him Rayshon just Clark. laying the guy out? I think was, it was that Clark? Clark? Okay. It was Rashawn Clark, yeah. Um, Peyton Waters is uh, – watching film on him, he's a football player. He's just a football player, right? Every He plays everywhere, all over the field, all the time all at once great movie uh but he has i mean he in high school man he kick returned he punt returned he played safety he played like you said he played corner he played receiver he ran the ball 
Um, and he was efficient in every spot that he played. He is the best athlete on the field at all times. Um, things change when you get, when you get into college. Um, everybody's a great athlete. But um, like you said, he, he reminds me of the way of Taylor Rapp where where Taylor Rapp was just a, a phenomenal football player. He's a football guy. He knows the game. He understands the game maybe more than anybody on the field. Um, and, and that's going to translate for him. I think he's a, he's, he's very fast. He's very elusive. Um, and I think he has the ability to, to run downfield on plays and, and make big hits on guys. And I, I really like the way that he plays. Yeah. Um, so for me, the way my mind works, I kind of like when I, when I see high school kids and, you know, the guys we play against the guys I watch on film, um, I put like these, you know, these three, four, five star guys, I put them in different categories for me. And one of the categories that like some guys are really super athletic. One of DeMond's teammates who, um, God, his name has escaped me now. He was a corner and he transferred there to Basha uh, before last year and then went to Oregon. 5'10 corner, really explosive kid. Um, kicked return for them. You know, obviously one of those four star kids. Um, but what I would say is he was really fast in a straight line, had to keep things in front of him. Um, if he was facing off against superior athletes, he had a hard time going back on the ball sometimes and, and tracking Peyton waters tracks the ball. Like it's his, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. He can go back on the ball. He can find the ball. He can go up the ball up on the ball. He can win 50, 50 balls. If he's playing receiver or DB, um, he's got really fluid hips. He's a long strider, so he's deceptively fast. And you just kind of like, you don't realize it. And you're watching the film. You kind of go back and like, he's really eating up the turf there. It doesn't look like he's moving fast. Um, good feet. Um, he's got a solid back pedal. When they, when they had him out of corner, he was really good at kind of like bail coverage with his eyes on the backfield, kind of reading yeah. things in front of him. But then if he gets in the slot, he can carry the guy up the seam. If he's playing... Um, I loved when he was playing in two safety sets where he got half the field and he would just lock half of the field down. Not a lot of stuff of him at single high. So we, we haven't seen a whole lot of that, but love his hips. He's really fluid. He's really natural. He's got the hands to where he could play offense because, you know, when the ball's in the air, the ball's his and super instinctive. I love everything about him. Like I said, he's just like, for me, like I had to watch, and, you know, when we, when we were first recruiting him and I watched him and then he committed and I watched him and I went back today and I watched him and it's just so deceptive. You don't realize how quickly he's moving, yeah. covering ground. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, uh, it's really impressive. I'm glad that you brought up his, his kind of his football IQ, his, his ability to read things and look into the backfield as he's playing corner on somebody else that's streaking down the sideline. Um, I I watched one play where he was on the right side and it was a pitch to the left and he was the first guy across the field and made the play and he it was all because he read the play and he knew where it was going immediately and um, I mean plays like that are what's going to get you early playing time right the ability to read and react and uh, and then show speed to get to the play and make the tackle so um, you know good on him and 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 I'm looking forward to seeing more plays like that yeah. It's Taylor Rapp. We would have said the same thing about Taylor Rapp. That and and I think that this, he's one of my favorite players in this class. I th I love him. They were That's a Husky fan. 
there were Husky fans back when Taylor committed that said he was slow on film. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, he's not running a four three, but he's catching everybody. Yep. Like, you know, some guys just know where to be and how to get there quicker than everybody else. Yeah. Next up, we have Kamari House from St. John Bosco. He's a 6'1", 205, three-star inside linebacker. Um, he's really patient. He's really smart. Jake, he reminds me, watching his film, uh, and I just went back and looked at what Carson Bruner was when he got into the program, and they're almost the exact same um, uh, height and weight, 6'1", 205. And the way that he reads the ball uh, – I don't know. Carson, I always thought his film, he was so good at finding the angles. And I think Kamari has a lot of that in his game as well. He's really fast sideline to sideline. Um, he's, he's, he's a middle linebacker. Like he, he's the quarterback of the defense. It seems like he moves um, with the ball. He finds the correct holes and he makes the tackles. I think he's a guy that uh, develops into a, a quality linebacker in this program. What do you guys got? Yeah, I'm glad that you said that, that he develops into a good inside linebacker for this for this program because I he's a little slender. Uh, he is fast, though, man. And I think that is the way that college football is trending, is fast inside linebackers. Um, you know, we talked about, we talked about, you know, Haimuli struggled here because his sideline to sideline speed wasn't, he was great downhill runner. He was a fantastic downhill runner his sideline to sideline speed struggled a little bit, um, which kind of left those those sweeps open. And that's kind of what Oregon struggled with against Washington this year, where those those pitch sweeps against against Washington. And, and you need those linebackers to be able to cover sideline to sideline. And I think that's what Kamori House could end up doing for this defense um, three years probably down the road. Yeah, um, for much of his career there, um, he was listed as a hybrid player. Kind of like, you know, is he a linebacker, is he a safety? His frame looks like a safety. Yeah. So something he's going to have to work on. He's listed at like 6'2", 200. I doubt that's completely truthful. But also, he's not going to be expected to play right now. He's behind guys like Devin Bryant and Jordan Whitney and all those guys and the veterans. So he's got time, speed and acceleration. He's got the speed to chase the flat, care, or he can even carry a receiver up the seam. I watched him do that a couple times on film. I was like, dude, that guy flipped his hips and went. Yeah. That's the hybrid thing that they were talking about. Like, he looks like a DB. He can play on the edge of the line uh, in high school anyway, uh, just coming off the edge. They had him in a seven technique or a wide nine at times, just coming downhill. And then the play would sweep outside and he would put his foot in the ground and beat the guy to the perimeter. And it was like, okay, dude, we get it relentless in pursuit he probably needs to add 25 pounds in the next couple years to be a contributor in the big 10 um he doesn't have like superior length he's never going to be an edge player right so you're thinking mike will that's like that's like his wheelhouse he could play outside linebacker but again it's going to have to be in the you know proper system but wherever he ends up man the guy is just like he's just got a relentless motor and when he finally gets a little bit more size and he's able to take on blocks, I mean, it's going to be a fun thing to watch. Next up, we have Adam Muhammad. He's a running back um, out of uh, Apollo in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Coach, I'm going to let you kind of take the floor on this. Did you have to go up against this guy at all in his high school career? No, I think they were 4A and we we're 6A. So we usually don't play anybody who's, you know, 
couple of classifications below us. Sure. But um, I knew about him a little bit. And then when his name came up again after, you know, Jed Fish took the job and I was going through the which was the group chat we're going through a lot of their recruits and i was like wait muhammad 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 okay wait a minute and um as mclovin taught us muhammad's the most common name <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um what I is your name sealed <laughs> so i watched the film a hundred times he's a big back he's got wiggle yeah he's over 200 pounds he's got wiggle but the most so I always talk about running backs and we've got a kid who's an eighth grader. Who's going to be a really good high school running back. And he's got to work on some things. And, and, and we always, just, I always just nag him about these little things. And he just kind of rolls his eyes. The most important thing for me is vision and the ability to make a cut. And this dude has complete field vision. He makes a decisive move He's got wiggle. You don't think he's going to be as fast as he is. And next thing you know, he's breaking off a 60-yard run because he's decisive and he knows where people are. And he, he's, his stride is so long when he gets into the open field as well. He just and, it's, and he's not by any means easy to tackle. It's like yeah. he's not a 230-pound monster like you think about like, oh, well, these bruising backs. He's 200 pounds. He's got high knees through the hole. He's once he gets skinny through the hole and then he comes through, guys are bouncing off of his chest. Yeah. He's mastered the stiff arm as a high school kid. Like guys got an angle on him and he's lowering the shoulder a little bit and he's putting out the stiff arm and he's, he's gaining an extra 10 yards or he's, or he's shrugging the guy off and getting in the end zone. I'm telling you, man, this kid, you know, we talk about like these, these great running backs and, not all these guys come from this pedigree of I'm a five-star guy. I'm the Adrian Peterson or whatever guys like Jonah Coleman. You didn't know who he was coming out of high school, but he's going to be a beast for us. And, you know, it's just, these guys kind of come out of nowhere and you, you don't see it coming. They're not the, the hyped up dudes. I feel like he's got a chance to be special and I don't want to put that on him right now, but vision contact balance the ability to break a tackle the ability for, to make people miss you usually don't have all that in one player and if he stays healthy god willing um i think he's gonna be really good for us he is a big big strong running back uh his upper body is absolutely jacked um and looking at pictures of him there's a picture of him when he was enrolled at arizona of him and his dad, his dad is buff cakes. Okay. I mean, this kid just has genetics, um, which is how, I mean, Coleman's kind of the same way, right? You kind of want your running back to have that upper body strength. Like you said, coach, give him that stiff arm and, and keep that run going. Uh, absolutely embarrassed the defender. And uh, this kid looks like he fits the mold and he fits the part of kind of what Jed fish wants in running backs. And uh, there's a reason that he followed Jed to Washington. There is a play I watched where he broke through the hole. He put on the brakes. He gave a really solid jump cut to the outside. Yep, to the right. Yeah, and then he threw the forearm out, didn't get the full stiff arm, gave the forearm, and the guy just slid down his body, and he took <laughs> off from the hatch, and I was like, yep. what? You Look, you can either be a small back and have a jump cut, 
or you can have a big back who can throw people down. You're not supposed to have both. You're not supposed to be able to do both those things. We got him. So yeah, he's ours. Tough luck, guys. So those are the guys that are enrolled uh, for spring ball. We'll get to see them and whatever sort of showcase that they do. I'm unsure uh, what that's going to be, if they're going to do a game or a showcase or something like that. But those are the guys you're going to see um, on campus, guys that have signed their national letters of intent. Uh, the first one we have up is one that um, I've interviewed before. It's a guy that I really wanted to be a Husky. He uh, was all over the place, was at Cal for a uh, uh committed to Cal, committed to Arizona, and then now finally committed back home to Washington. He's staying only from Garfield High School. It's Rayshon Clark. He's a six-foot, 180-pound athlete who's going to play corner. Uh, he's an, uh, he's so physical. Um, the way that he plays cornerback is uh, really enjoyable to watch in the fact that uh, he's going to get his nose dirty. He's going to He's going to find somebody on Utah. I know they're not in the conference anymore, but he's going to find somebody on Utah. And he's going to absolutely abuse them. Um, he's just a physical, physical cornerback. You saw it in the uh, – Jake, you kind of alluded to it. I'll let you talk about it. But you saw it in the uh, in the Polynesian Bowl. I'm so happy he's a Husky. Yeah, you know, that hit that he oh, laid on. He's Buda Baker, by the way. That, that You're just naming off the, the... – I really, I really like the secondary piece. We haven't even gotten to like my favorite secondary player either. Um, that hit that he laid in that Polynesian bowl was clean and it was nasty and it came out of nowhere. Um, this kid is a special athlete. I, he's not just a corner. He he brought back punts and kick returns for a bunch of touchdowns for Garfield. Um, he he was a phenomenal returner for them. Um, defensively. He does get down. He, he he hits with authority. He, I, I think he's more physical than Buda Baker was. Uh, Buda Baker was a great ball hawk in the center field. I think this guy. I think Rashawn actually wants to get down and hit guys. I I I, I think he's more of like an Elijah Molden, in my opinion. Uh, somebody that you're not going to break that tackle once he got once he got his hands on you. Um, he 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 just has those instincts of of knowing where the ball is at all times and then breaking down and making a tackle if he doesn't get a hand on the ball. So, I mean, he, he looks like he fits the part immediately for this defense. One of the things about him, uh, why I go with the Buda Baker comp, uh, not just his ball skills, but he wanted, he wants to be a receiver. Um, that's what he wanted to do out of high school. Uh, he's a fantastic receiver. And I remember at points in, in the Buda Baker time at Washington, we, uh, we had always, I, did he end up getting a, a a reception at Washington? I feel like he, there was at least some conversation about him moving to receiver. Uh, Coach, go ahead and give me your stuff. I'm going to go look that up. Um, Clark was a kid who I truly believed was on the verge of committing in 2022 around the time we went to Cal. And I'm like, he's in. Yeah. And then it started like news started surfacing about how he wanted to play offense instead and how we wanted him on defense only. And then things just got kind of weird. And then he committed elsewhere, obviously. And <laughs> it's kind of funny. Now he's, he's going to play defense for Washington. Like everybody wanted in the first place. I'm not convinced that he's going to play corner. I think that 
it's wide open for him. He could play some safety. He could play some strong safety. He could play some rover, nickel, whatever they use in this new system. I, I'm not honestly sure what our defensive system is going to look like, but he's, you know, he's a chess piece. Like you can play him over the top. You can play him in the box. You can play him on a train. You can play him on a plane. I don't really <laughs> think it matters because he is a baller, and I am so happy that everything worked out. It took it took a coaching change and a transfer, but um, you know he gets to stay home, and and this is exactly where he belongs. The he only thing that scares me about real quick the the only thing that scares me about him playing safety is the the ferocity of which he hits guys and if he gets a 10 yard running start at them it, it could lead to a lot of penalties um that's how angry he is when he hits i, I it's it they're clean hits but it is it is turning into a league of of protective wide receiver and this guy is an absolute piss missile yeah and i guess when i think of nickel i still think of that as a corner even though it is it is on the inside uh, and just for the record, I'm not sure if it was an actual rush or a, throw, a pass behind the scrimmage, but Buda Baker did have one attempt for negative one yards his junior year. You do realize that Buda Baker caught Justin Herbert's first college pass. Yes, he did. So I was there. I was there. It was amazing. Um, all right. Next up is Decker DeGraff. He's a three star tight end from Glendora, California. Um, he is, where is he? Six, four, 230 pounds. Um, he's already, uh, ready to catch passes, uh, at the next level. My question for you, coach, in the little bit of blocking you've seen, is he ready to play tight end at one of the, you know, tight end factories in the country? Trevor, I like you. You're an optimist. You're adorable. Um, <laughs> that you. dude didn't block very much. The only blocking he did was he was flanked out at wide receiver and he was blocking right. a quarter. For most of his high school career now having said that um my first year in arizona um i just moved here over the summer and me and my buddy wanted to go out and check out this really hyped high school program that was here called desert mountain and i there was a really highly ranked quarterback by the name of kyle allen we wanted to check him out he was the number one guy 24 sevens number one quarterback in the country and uh, he also had this teammate who was a tight end. And we went there and it turned out to be an inner squad scrimmage, but that was okay. We were cool with that. It was a nice day. Um, this big old hunky, hulking 6'5 tight end who was flanked out at wide receiver, who was running past people and mossing people and had fluid hips and could break off any route and had amazing surgical precision and he had hands. And I'm like, my God, this kid looks like he's going to the NFL someday. And his name is Mark Andrews and he plays for the Baltimore Ravens and yep. he is a beast. This is kind of a loose comparison to what they use him for, they use Decker for in their offense and what he should aspire to be. Yeah, I'm glad he's a tight end. Yeah, a tight end with incredible hands. He's got great feet. Right, he cuts his routes really tight. Um, he will get bigger and stronger. Yes, he'll be able to block someday. I don't know how much they'll ask him to do it. Yeah. I I'm gonna say like the the McLaughlin guy they had a tight end at Arizona, who I was really a big fan of this yeah. last year. Um, I think he's got the ability to be him 
and a little bit extra. I think he'll be able to flank out more than McLaughlin did. I think he's a better overall, like he's got a really high ceiling as a pass catcher, and that just might be his thing. I don't know if he's going to need to become the complete Y. I don't know if he's going to have to be Will Disley in the box. Right. But um, Decker DeGraff, um, he's a he's a, he's a taker. As, my first two, my my first two notes. If you watch his huddle, his first play earns him a scholarship where he catches it in traffic uh, over two guys uh, for a touchdown. And then uh, the other things I wrote is he's an excellent receiver, uh, and he's going to destroy teams over the uh, up the seam. He they his high school team lined him up like like coach said flanked out mm-hmm. and uh, more times than than lined up as a traditional tight end. Um, when I, when I watch him, I see more Hunter Bryant than I do Will Disley. Um, you know, just because he doesn't line up and block defensive linemen very often. Um, he is, he is a heck of a a receiver. I mean, he really is. He has great hands for a big guy. He's clearly their number one target. Um, they, they, they ran screen passes with him. Um, I mean, he, he just looks like he has kind of that elusiveness in a tight end that, I mean, is more of a receiving type tight end. And he's got a little bit of wiggle to him too. He's not just some big tall guy who jumps over people. He's, he's, he's really nimble. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's going to be a matchup problem. Yeah. Next guy up on the list is also a matchup problem problem on the outside. That's Justice Williams. Oaks Christian, 6'4", 200 pounds. Um, He's listed as a three-star. He's one of those guys, I think both of these receivers that they have in this class that are stacked up, I think they complement each other really well. Um, I really like Justice Williams. Um, He's a really good teammate. Uh, He blocks down the field the whole way. I I, I saw a lot of hustle and a lot of heart uh, in, in his film. And I was actually really impressed that he put it in there. Cause it was, it was a, it was a, there was a running play where he's blocking a guy like 25 yards downfield. Uh, I think that's really important, especially if you're going to play at the college level. Um, but he's got good hands and he breaks off his routes really well, which, you know, he's a, he's a really big time threat down the sideline, but he breaks that off so well that he catches, corners off balance so he can get those 15 yard comeback stuff like that i think he's going to be a really good player for washington at six foot four and whatever he's going to end up over 200 pounds um the first time i watched this film i had to keep watching to see if it was one of those tricks where guys will speed up their film to make it look like they're faster than they are because the dude was just gobbling up turf like like yeah. nothing. And I was like, I had to go back and watch it. Because the, the trick is you have to watch the defensive guys. If everybody on the field looks like they're running 4-3, then you're like, you know, there's something up. But nah, man, he was just good. I went and looked up his track uh, numbers. I think he's like a – I think his best time last year was like 11-1 in the 100, which is not terrible. It it's probably means you're a legit 4-5 guy. But also he's got a senior year of track if he right. decides to run. I, I know he's going to break 11 seconds. I know he's going to be in the 10 somewhere. Like the dude is just phenomenal. Um, the love the part about the willing blocker downfield as, as a guy who's coached wide receivers, that's like one of the hardest things to convince kids of is like, that's your job. And there's a couple of plays where he was late to the party where he broke his route off somewhere and the ball ends up going further downfield. 
and you see him getting back into the picture. Yeah. Like he's hustling downfield to screen a guy off. Um, the dude can take the ball from you in the air. He can break off his route. The deep comeback route is the hard, the, the timing stuff. And he's just, he's there. Um, the one thing I would say with like 99% of uh, wide receivers is just polishing up the routes. Right. He's yeah. so athletic. He just kind of like does his thing. And then wherever the ball is, he's going to contort his body and get there. But in the, at the college level, like we've seen for the last couple of years with our group, it's just like the ball's here, the receiver's here, it's on time, we're in stride, everything is moving towards the end zone. So, I mean, that's just, you know, coaching and development and, and he's going to be a freaking weapon, man. Yeah. My uh, my pet peeve in receivers that are 6'3 and above is uh, not high-pointing the ball. Um, this guy absolutely in the red zone goes up and gets the ball. Uh, he attacks the ball. He high points it and he, and he uses his body to his advantage. And if you're that tall and you're that big and you're that strong, you absolutely have to. And especially in college, um, seeing that out of him in high school is, is huge in my opinion. And it's only going to get better when he, when he gets coached up and, and I, I can only wait to see how many touchdowns this kid catches. And there's one other thing that I felt like it was kind of odd to see it. Um, young players at this level, no matter how talented they are, don't have nuance in the way that they run the routes, as in like he can change, he can like speed it up and slow it down mid-route. And it's really hard to describe if like you haven't been in this before, but it's like he can kind of slow accelerate it come out of his break and then all of a sudden just turn on the juice and it's like a change up. Like he really can just vary his speed in and out of his cuts. And for a tall guy with long legs and, and you know, six, four, like you expect to see that from a guy, another guy we're going to talk about in Jason Robinson, right. you know, little guys, but you don't see it from six, four dudes. So it's highly encouraging. You know, Roma Dunze has that. uh, I was waiting for you to finish because I first started doing this uh, in that class. And I remember watching Rome and like, oh, he's he's not fast. It's kind of methodical. And then, boom, he goes. And uh, watching him do that to to high school kids was uh, unfair. Yeah, it's it's not cool. It's such a You think you're in a guy's hip pocket and all of a sudden he just – Flips the switch, or you got to you got to bust your ass to keep up with him, and all of a sudden he just kind of decelerates and yeah. leaves you somewhere. And it's like, yeah, I didn't mean to steal you. I didn't know you were going to go there with that, oh, man. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking, I was like, that's kind of Romish. Uh huh. Yeah, and there's another guy later. You know, I think it's going to be really hard for people to start to try to think about comps outside of you know you had your Roma Dunes and you had your Jalen McMillan and I think there's a guy that's very Jalen McMillan-esque later in this pod um but the next guy up is Jason Robinson and talking about polished route running I try not to like read other things or uh look too much into the guys until I actually uh watch their stuff so I can try to give when I write my articles as close to my thought without being influenced by other people. And I was like, man, this guy's got really, really good routes. Like he just, his feet are fantastic. And then I go to his Twitter and it says something around the lines of like, 
route God. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That, yeah, yeah that checks out. Um, man, he's going to get open so, so well. If his talking about nuance, the, the way that he sets his guys up, the way that he sets his routes up, um, he's ready to play college football at, at, with that aspect. Now being five eleven, one sixty, isn't where you're going to want to be when you're out there on Saturdays, but the technique is there and it's just filling the body and getting the other parts of the game uh, up to a big 10 level. I, I, I really like this guy. My, my comp to him is a Kansas state Tyler Lockett. Um, just a phenomenal pass rush kind of or pass rush. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> route yeah. running. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get it. <laughs> uh, uh, route running type of guy where he has the ability to get open, even though he's a smaller frame, smaller guy, shorter guy, and his hands are pretty phenomenal because every catch that he has to make, he's not breaking free wide open all the time. And he's not out jumping anybody. He has to rely on his hands because he's he's smaller than most guys. So um, the ability to, to – I, I watched a route earlier where he was in and out of his break before the corner even realized the guy, the kid was that Robinson was even breaking. And then he broke wide open free and the corner was turned around because yeah. he was so lost uh, about how good of a route it was. Um, he's a total opposite of, of who did we just talk about? Um, Justice Williams. Yeah. Justice Williams, as far as uh, body stature goes and, and the things that they do that are special, justice can go up and get the ball uh, Robinson can go out and get open depending on his route and, and get that needed first down out of you. It's, it's, he's really fun to watch. You know, Jake, it's kind of funny that you, you know, your little faux pas with pass rusher, and then you immediately went to Tyler Lockett. Um, were you aware that Tyler Lockett had double digit sacks his senior year at Washington high school in Tulsa? I did not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, I just made that up right now. <laughs> you have too much credibility to do that <laughs> and i'm too gullible for you to do that. it's nope. late it's late i just want to see how long it would take for the but i couldn't go through with it I, I didn't want someone to cut off the pod listening to this and be like google this and like coach v's yeah. full of shit <laughs> Ooh, that's funny uh, uh next up we got a couple of safeties in a row here uh paul mankey jr uh, everywhere he commits, the coach ends up leaving. Uh, thankfully, he is uh, in the fold here at Washington. He's from Samuel Clemens uh, from Texas. Um, Paul, uh, he's just – he plays the position really well. I feel like he's always in the right spot. He knows uh, he's really good against the run. He gets into uh, into the scrum well. He he finds the holes uh and 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 gets to the to the running back really he's a really he's pretty physical um he's 62 180 now there's a lot of safety this it's just this class is probably most loaded at safety and corner um and, and he's one of those guys that's uh, going to be a depth piece as they you know figure out what this defense is going to look like in 2024 and beyond the the fact that I watched Duke quite a bit last year and that defense was absolutely ferocious. And the fact that Duke was super, super high on him and wanted him right now, right away, you know, speaks volumes to how good of a safety he really is and is going to be. 
Um, he he's absolutely tenacious. He I watched him a couple of plays. He doesn't just wrap up and and drive. He wraps up and he throws guys to the ground. He wants to make the hit on guys and uh, and and his his technique is absolutely flawless on the back end. Um, I think he's quick yeah. to the ball and and I think he he's just he's a natural born safety. Yeah, my notes on him. Um, I have I've watched him several times, and it was kind of funny. Like, hey, maybe we'll get him. Yeah, we got him. Oh, coach left. Oh, we're not going to get him. Oh, we're going to still get him. That's cool. So you know, at, at, it's like hard to get attached until you know, like a dude's going to be on your roster. But I think he really works. Uh, kind of like what I said about Waters. He's as a half field safety, splitting the field in yeah. half, cover two. Um, willing tackler, he will run the alley and run support, and he just yeah. kind of flies in there with reckless abandon. Not the not the hugest guy in the world, but he's kind of fearless. Really good body control. He has the ability to attack, attack the ball while it's in the air. He can go up and, and get it. Um, he can go back on the ball, which is, again, a lot of these defenses that we've seen with, like, uh, zone coverages where safeties aren't ever asked to go take that 45 degree angle back to the sideline. Mm-hmm. I remember the Jimmy Lake defenses and I, I talked to Will Harris about this. He's like, we always want our guys dropping back and then moving side to side at 90 degree angles. We don't ever want to go back on the ball. Well, this kind of kid is a, is, is a kid that can go back and on the angle and get it. Um, obviously he needs to get stronger, but he's got a really good frame to, you know, add that weight and be, the best of both worlds. He can be a thumper in the run game and he can play, maybe he can even play center field someday and go and take the ball away. The guy right next to him, Raheem Wright, um, another safety out of Rancho Cucamonga. He's, he's every bit of an athlete as anybody on this list. Um, he's a super jumper. Um, uh, a, again, a guy that I think is, I like that that term like half the field. I think he's another guy that's going to be able to uh, take away half the field with just his pure athleticism. What do you guys got on him? So my my take on Wright is a little bit different than than Paul. I think Raheem is a little bit more raw. He's an explosive kid. He's got he can kind of go sideline to sideline. He's really good at coming forward. He's really good at like coming up. And in that instance, like. I think to myself, man, the guy plays a lot like a deep linebacker, you know? Hmm. I think technique-wise, I think that he sometimes gets in a little bit of trouble if he has to go back on the ball or he can get caught flat-footed, and these are things that can be coached out of him. And and I think the athletic package to be great is there. I don't think he's lacking for speed. I don't think he's lacking for toughness or, or, or explosion. I think it's just one of those things where he's got to kind of refine – his back pedal, being able to flip his hips and go the, the correct direction. Um, that comes with experience. I think like he's moldable clay and he eventually with coaching and just kind of development, maybe he surpasses Paul in, in some of these regards just because of his explosion. Like he's, he's kind of like this wound, like a tightly wound ball of energy and you want to unleash him and going the right way. I think that just when I watch him on film, he's like a very violent linebacker who you're like, man, if he can learn how to do a couple different things, like he'd be really good. Well, he's not a linebacker. He's a DB. So he's going to have to get, you know, more comfortable in space. 
Well, and this is the perfect position to have a guy like that too, because it is a deep position right now. Oh, absolutely. But on, on film, there aren't too many guys in this class that are more explosive than he is. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because his athleticism kind of reminds me of like Bob Sanders in a way that um, he's always running forward. Uh, you know, if, if you watch a video of him film on him um, screen passes and runs up the middle, he is running as fast as he can towards the, towards the ball carrier. And he is taking out their legs. Um, his, his speed and, and the way that he runs reminds me so much of Bob Sanders and even kind of Earl Thomas in a way that, He's attacking as soon as he knows where the ball's going. Um, he's not afraid to run straight towards the ball, break down, and make the hit. And uh, and I think that's – I mean, it's kind of exciting just because of the idea that him and Menke are so completely different as far as safeties go. Um, I think Menke is, at, like you mentioned, right now he's a more polished, a little bit smarter um, football knowledge guy um as as to where th this guy's kind of more of just a super athlete yeah and i think anything in his highlights that was in front of him or side to side forget about it yeah like the next step is just learning how to play a little bit more on your toes and be able to kind of catch guys as they come up the seam um that's technique and it, it was purely technique because as soon as he finally you know, he gets turned around, then he can run with anybody that they were playing against. So, like, the talent's there. He might start off as a special teams demon where he could just fly down on kicks and blow people up. He could be the next Carson Bruner or or, or somebody like that on kickoff. Amari House. Oh, man. That, so, basically, you have this clay to mold, and, you know, I think our guys will do a really good job of figuring out a role for him that that lets him attack people. Staying in the defensive back room, we have Elias Johnson out of Jesuit. That's down here in Portland, Oregon. That's um, my he's, least favorite high school, by the way. I and and I know why. It's not my least. It's it is the place. My least favorite game I've ever baseball game I've ever coached was at Jesuit, and it's just because what, it was a downpour. Basketball played them um, in the Nike Classic down in Beaverton. What what did we lose by, Trev? Like a hundred, right? Hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Me, me and one other guy on my team went and played college basketball, and it was like community college basketball. They had like six D one commits on their team, and I think I got dunked on like thirteen times that game. It was awful. We got absolutely obliterated. That makes sense, and it's and and they uh they had a, a t actually they had a tough start to their football season. They played some really good teams uh to start and. They ended up uh, making some noise in the playoffs. Elias Johnson uh, fits the mold of a, a Jed Fish player. He's 6'3", 160. Um, he's a really good athlete. He stands out uh, in his tape just, <laughs> frankly, with the way that he returns. Um, he's a fantastic returner. He's a really good athlete. I'm curious, Coach, uh, what you have on him as just a pure corner. Um, a lot of his highlights – uh, you know, they, they show, they, they showed a lot of his ball skills, but they more showed off his athleticism um, and the nuance of that position. Can you give me a little bit more that uh, maybe I'm not seeing? Yeah, it depends on the system we're going to see. Um, physically, 
he's kind of in that, you know, we keep going back to Huskies, the Kevin King, uh -huh. the Taylor boundary corner kind of guy that's like got length and can kind of use the sideline to kind of bully people to the side. Again, we're not running the Jimmy Lake system anymore, so it's a little bit different. Um, he's a surprising athlete for how tall yeah. and lanky he is. Yeah. Ball skills, he could play offense, you know, in high school he was, you know, he could do a lot of different things. Um, probably got a really solid uh, vertical leap. He's got explosive ability there. I don't know what is like, I don't know if he runs track. I don't know if he's got, you know, sprint times or anything like that, but I don't think it really matters. He's the kind of guy that, you know, for me and my preference, I would line him up, you know, go field corner, boundary corner. I would put him on the boundary and have him make life miserable for whoever's playing to that side. Um, think like, a, a not the same body type, but like a Ryan Watt at Texas, who was originally at Ohio State, a guy that can just kind of beat you up as you get into your route. And once he gets a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, what does that look like? I don't know. Does he stay at corner? I don't know. But he's got the physical uh, talent to kind of thrive somewhere. And I love the length. I love the reach. I love the ball skills. I just... Again, what do you, it's another kid. Like, what are you going to be in three mm -hmm. years? But it's going to be something fun. 6'3", uh, runs a 440, uh, 4'4", um, if he If he gains the right amount of weight, he can still get that 40 time down. 4'4", um, four, four, four is still a really great time. Um, he's going to get stronger and he's going to get faster. Uh He's he's 160 pounds. Um, you know, I mean, you don't want your corners above 200, but you you know you do want them more than a stick weight. 180. 180. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I you know, we kind of mentioned a couple of UW corners. How about one that just committed from Arizona and Prysock? He kind of is built the same exact way as he is. Um, and and Jed seems to love those tall corners and. Uh, and I think there's a there's a method to that. You know, Jed mentioned being the 33rd NFL team, no better way than having six three corners running about because teams, I mean, there's not enough of those kind of guys, the kind of corners, six three corners are really coveted. And if you can teach them up and get them in, in the NFL, I mean, that bodes well, really well for recruiting. So um I think he's he's probably gonna get as much chance to start for this defense as, as he can as after he gains a little bit of weight. And, um, and I'd like, to, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he kind of transforms his body. Yeah. I think high upside is a really good way to put it for him. Uh, the next one, we're going to get into some uh, areas of major need. And uh, these guys are going to help with the depth there. The first one is David Boyajan. Sorry if I destroyed that. It's Clovis North <laughs> from Clovis, California. He's an offensive tackle. He's 6'6", 305. Um, he's a three-star offensive tackle. Um, really explosive out of his out of his break. He's already, I mean, uh, watching the film, he's getting into the second level. He's run blocking a lot. Um I thought his shuffle was pretty good for a high school kid. Um, I, I think that when it comes to next level, he's a, like a lot of offensive linemen. He's got a lot of work to do um, in pass blocking, but run blocking. He's uh, he's getting into the second level. He's finding guys to hit. I, I, I think, I mean, the, the frame is there. 
Um, if the fundamentals come, he could be uh, one of those guys down the line that's really, really good for Washington. I think he's a perfect example of a guy that could slide inside and be very successful. Um, I know he's a bigger guy, but I, I still think he has the ability with that uh, with that run blocking style that he has to be find success inside. Um, we had a six eight guy there last year, so yeah, he could. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and 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 uh, you if your inside linemen are big but can still move, I you know the bigger the better, right? Um, so I think I think he's a guy that can slide into that role pretty seamlessly and. Uh, while working on that offensive pass or the the pass protection scheme while he's working. Yeah, I think he's a guard. I think he's a guard all the way. Um my notes, it just says Mauler. He takes people where they don't want to go. Yeah. He locks on, he finishes blocks. Um, like a lot of high school kids, sometimes he can get a little high. He's playing against shorter dudes. Um, he looks more comfortable when he's inside, though, when he's covered up. Um, the kick step is a work in progress. It's it's just kind of like, I'm here, I'm big, I'm getting in your way. Um, has to work on lowering his strike point because sometimes when he fires his hands out, they're a little bit high and guys can get under that and kind of push up to the shoulders. But I mean, again, a lot of these things we see in high school kind of go away in college because dudes are closer to your same height and size. Mm-hmm. But these are all technique things that like 90% of offensive linemen have to clean up. And not everybody looks like Pocky on film when they're a senior or junior in high school. So he's a big dude. I see him moving into guard. If he comes around and, and works really hard on, on some of the other things in his feet and, you know, his hand strike and his technique, um, he can have a shot at tackle. It'd probably be the strong side tackle not blindside, but yeah. Uh, next up, we get even bigger. We go six eight three fifteen. That's uh, Justin Hylakima. Hylakima? They call him Moose. Moose, love that. Uh, looks, I, I mean, the the comp that you're going to get is Trey Adams just because they look the same. Um, <laughs> they both got a mullet. They both wear Bass Pro Shop hats. Man, he's a big kid. Um He's got, he's got a, I like his first step. He's big. He gets in the way of people. He's another guy that it looks like from his highlights, uh, he's doing a lot of run blocking. Um, and why not, why not follow him? If, you know, if you're a running back, go behind the six, eight guy, that's 315 pounds. Um, another guy that I think that can develop, uh, into somebody pretty special at Washington. Um, I don't have much outside of that with uh with what I saw on this film, but uh I know you guys were all excited to talk about this, so I'm kinda gonna give you guys the floor on this. I freaking love this kid. Mm-hmm. He he is exactly who I wish I was in high school. This guy has the right size. He is an absolute a-hole. When you watch his film, what does he do? He finishes through the whistle on everybody. He's tenacious and he hits people in the mouth constantly he this guy i i I, how, I don't know how many times i saw him finish through the play with a guy on his back and him driving through the ground on top of him he has the right mentality that i'm and then he for. picks him up i, I saw that yeah yeah he, 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 he he's the type of offensive lineman that he's got the temper that i'm looking for right he, he's somebody that wants to pick on people and wants to be a bully and i love that about him now, with that being said, watching his film, 
it to coach it looks to me like he plays a little bit high i don't know if you noticed that um or is he just that much bigger than everybody in the room oh, I, that's hard yeah, you know, to me it looks all, like his hips are high first of all do you remember the day that i sent you guys his film and said we're gonna get this guy yeah and i do how jake responded so emphatically he was so excited i was like jake gets it jake gets it because <laughs> i was in love like first at first sight so my notes on him mauler comes downhill and wipes people out like they didn't exist mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, underrated lateral quickness and agility he just seems for six eight and 315 320 pounds he's so damn light on his feet it's kind of scary like he shouldn't be that light on his feet, you know? He doesn't labor. It never looks like he's laboring to get downfield. He's just kind of going. Like, he gets to the second level, and it's like, why are you here? Like, the safety's looking at him like, why the hell are you here? How did you get here? So quickly, it doesn't make any sense. And the thing about, like, whether they're high or not, um, one thing that the big guys need to work on is just, you know, flexibility, but also it's not that big a deal because he's literally a foot taller than some of these guys. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, it's not fair. Yeah. I mean, they're coming up to his chest. So I think he, like when we were talking about DeVete earlier, I think that his, his flexibility and his ability to lower himself is superior to what DeVete is experiencing right now. Like that kid is um not quite where um justin is and, and and i kept calling him you know hilkama but what i want to call him is hulkama because One he's an incredible hulk out there throwing people around and uh maybe that's going to be his nickname but he, i know he goes by moose i don't have a problem with with his pad level because i feel like he's just he gets onto the defender before they even know what hit him. He's kind of sudden. Yeah, for I mean, I can I can absolutely get behind that. Uh, watching his film, I don't think he's slow off the ball. I think he is. Okay. I think he's absolutely got a phenomenal first step off the ball. I just notice when I watch him, his, his when he lines up on the line, and like he said, this is coachable, and this is something that'll change once he gets into the system. He is just his his knees are straight because it which raises his butt naturally um and and that's because he's leaning forward because he knows that he's coming when after you it is it is entirely noticeable when you watch him with his other offensive linemen that when they are in a three-point stance his shoulders and back are a good four or five inches higher than everybody else oh at least yeah it's eight there's nothing you can do about that. Now, when he gets to college, there'll be more guys like they're a little bit more like him. And you know, I I'm not. I just think he's he's really talented. And it's one of those things where like you see these five star kids, and you know what they look like. It's the prototypical athletic basketball player looking guy who might be six six and two eighty, and he just moves and like, oh, I can project him out in four years. He's gonna be. Six seven and three twenty, and he's going to be Orlando Pace or whatever. And then there's a there's a lot of guys who like fall into the three star four star category that you know you're like, well, if this goes right, whatever. He doesn't move like a three star guy. He doesn't move like a kid who might not make it. He just 
the only thing when I see a guy who's that big, who moves like that, I think two things. Does he have a basketball background and does he play angry? This dude plays pissed off from whistle to whistle, from snap to whistle. And he moves like a guy who's much more graceful than he has any right looking. He reminds me so much of his body style of um, Jordan White Frisbee. Just the biggest guy in the room. Yeah. I mean, his body is just one gigantic cinder block and, and you're not, you're not pushing him around. I had the privilege of playing basketball against Jordan White Frisbee. And uh, I, I ran into him at full speed with the intent of knocking him over, like pissed off. Right. And I fell on my back and, and with a whole heap of sweat running down me. And it wasn't my sweat. It was his. That was the type of guy. Huh? You chose poorly. Yeah, absolutely. I guarantee you Jordan chuckled too when you did it. Absolutely. Because he's the nicest guy. Right. And this is what, this is kind of what I picture when I watch film on this kid is that guys just kind of bounce off of him he he has the ability just to lose guys and 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 toss them wherever they want i watched him so many times just throw guys over and and watching this guy's film man it just it, i love it <laughs> all right you guys uh crush that one um next i've been up, waiting on him all day <laughs> i know i know uh and and I, you guys got me excited about him um next up this is a guy from garden city community college uh, as famed of beating Independence Community College in the Netflix show. Uh, this is Bryce Butler, he's 6'5", 295. Uh, man, uh, he's a defensive lineman, sorely needed. He'll come in and uh, he'll be a guy that's going to be able to get reps when he gets here. I love getting those community college guys to um, fill some of those holes. His tape is college tape. Um, he fits he looks really good for 300 pounds. He looks really athletic. He looks really nimble. He plays on the outside, kind of like a Voitunufi where he can play both sides, uh, inside and outside. I think when he gets here, hopefully um, they're able to get him inside uh, more because I think that's where the need is for this team. But he's a guy that can uh, split blocks uh, with how quick he is. He shucks guys pretty well. Uh, he He's patient in the run game. I think he's going to be a really good fit for this uh, Husky defense, like run defense. All right, I'm here. I, I had a little bit of a screen freeze up, and I, I didn't hear who you guys were talking about. I'm so sorry. Bryce Butler. Oh, Bryce Butler. Yeah, the junior college kid. I like him just because he's different than what we've had um, around here the last couple of years. He's a disruptor. He he played a lot of end at the junior uh-huh. college level, but he's going to play three technique when he gets to Seattle. Um I'm not saying he's this guy because he's not, but the type of defensive lineman, if you think Levi Anzawerke, the the penetrator, the disruptor, that kind of guy, he's not as big as Levi was or as big as Levi is because he's still alive. Yep. Um, (laughs) In memoriam. No, no, he's he's kind (laughs) of But that's the kind of player he is. If he's a rotational guy, I'm cool with that. We need more guys that have varying skill sets. We've had a lot of guys who could, you know, like, you know, MJ Ale and what and and Thule, guys who are two gap players, not necessarily penetrators, but you know, 
maybe the Parker twins can become that. This guy can become that. We can kind of get a rotation going of guys. Hey, third down, this is our NASCAR defensive line package right here. Uh, Butler's probably going to be a part of that and probably is going to earn himself a lot of reps in the fall. Yeah, you know, th this is the one position of need right now, um, this and offensive line. But this is something that he can come in and immediately get some playing time. And uh, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. He, you, Like you said, he played a little bit of end, um, but he, he looks like he's going to transfer inside and he will be a part of that pass rush, um, third and long type of defense uh, scheme that he – could get some decent numbers out of um, he's he, to me, he's the depth piece. I don't, he's not highly touted by any means. He didn't have a ton of offers. I, I know Buffalo was after him. Arizona was after him. Um, who else was there? USF ball state. He's got 19 offers. Yeah. I mean, but not anywhere with any real significance other than Arizona and Washington. So yeah, those obviously were his best offers. Yeah, Jed Fish sees something from him that other schools don't. Um, but I think it's more of a depth piece than anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, all of our pressures last year came from our ends, our edge yeah. guys. We didn't get a whole lot of that up the middle unless we were blitzing Carson Bruner or somebody that, you know, it just never. Boy, from time to time. We didn't flush quarterbacks side to side. We flushed them up the middle because Trice and – ZTF and those guys were just bringing the, the pressure from outside. But if you don't have the guy who can push the pocket or, or penetrate up the middle, a lot of those pressures don't become sacks and don't become stops. You know what I mean? So it's important to have guys that, that have that skill set. Um, he's he played so much five technique and, you know, you know, outside five to seven leverages um, in at, at junior college. Um, we didn't really see him do what he's going to do. So maybe it takes him, maybe it takes him a year to settle in. What does he have? Two years of eligibility. It's a good question. I don't have it right here, but that's, that's the kind of guy though, that all these other schools have gotten over the years. I think he has three. Cause he played, it looks like he had played one season at, uh, so he's probably got like three to play three. Yes. So you can see him the first year as a rotational piece. And then gradually as his career moves on, be more of a centerpiece of the defense depending on how he develops and you know why not why not take a shot at a guy like this who has that kind of wiggle who has that kind of athleticism from from a close to 300 pound guy yep um the final high school well there's there's actually the final guy we're going to talk about tonight is omar khan uh he's a defensive lineman six two and a half 270 pounds uh he just won his weight class state wrestling title. And yeah. uh, that really shows on his film. He, he just gets his hands on offensive linemen and he moves yeah. them. And it looks like, like with how explosive he is as well, it just looks like potential blockers are hesitant to engage with him because of the amount, uh, the, the different kind of moves that he has the way that, he uses his body to basically wrestle you out of the way and make the tackle. I think that th it's a really sneaky, good pickup for this Husky defense. Uh, that's going to pay dividends down the road when that two seventy, that two becomes a three. And uh, I, I think he's, I think he's going to 
be a massive problem down the line. I you, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth, right? Um, as far as th- with how much he uses his hands in his technique, I freaking love wrestlers as interior defensive linemen. Um, they're flexible. They know how to use their weight, which is a super underrated um, aspect of to football. Um, these if these defensive linemen actually know how to leverage their weight and use their weight properly, it, it's a huge positive. It's a huge bonus. Um, this kid absolutely knows how. He's got super fast hands. It's part of wrestling. That it's absolutely instrumental in wrestling. Um, and 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 he's got a super strong lower body. Um, this kid is very impressive. I, I think where he falls short as far as, um, like rankings and potential NFL draft stock is his height. I think he's a little bit short. Um, but as far as, as far as ability goes, I don't think that's going to stop him from being a very successful college football player. So I want to make a correction here. I, I, sorry. So he came, he won the regionals in wrestling. He came into the tournament at 42 and 0. He lost, oh. I believe, um, and he finished third at state. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. Thank you. But having said that, yeah, finishing third at state in Texas at, yeah. you know, what, 6A? Yeah, Bridgeland 6A. Um, that's an incredible accomplishment. Um, so I've always liked Omar and some people have been kind of like, you know, like, okay, whatever. Like they, they just weren't paying attention to, you know, our recruiting class at the time. Cause we really have a lot of guys, but as a wrestler, what he's really good at is kind of contact balance and kind of uh, leveraging once there's contact made and he's got to hold his gap. He's able to kind of use his hands to leverage, um, really strong hands. Um, he locates the ball really well for a defensive lineman, which is something that's not necessarily a natural thing for defensive linemen like they you know they plug their gap and wherever the ball goes it's like well I did my job and here he's shedding guys and he's trying to get in pursuit to the ball and at 280 pounds that's pretty impressive um he can use what we call post arm where where he's holding up his gap and he's got his arm in the chest of an offensive lineman he's able to kind of like post that arm there until and then he can play off of him and and make a play on the on the running back um so he's got he's been coached pretty well it looks like he's actually been coached really well um he needs to work on staying low when he comes out of his stance which is weird to say for a wrestler but as a wrestler you're constantly in a stance so you don't have to worry about kind of raising and lowering i wrestled for 14 years you know it's it's a great sport i never want to do it again because i think uh, i'm a little too old for that but (laughs) When he comes Your back out, won't last. <laughs> there's so many things on the list. <laughs> but when he comes out of his stance, he almost stands up. And then he has to get back down into position. That's something that just comes from, you know, a college coach riding your butt for a couple of years and going through all the other stuff they do. Um, despite being 6'4", 280, he, he looks like he's lean on film. It looks like he can add easily add another 20 pounds and not really lose athleticism. So the biggest thing for me is get in that weight room, keep grinding. He's not going to have wrestling anymore. So it's really important that he's sticking with his flexibility, doing some kind of yoga, doing, you know, just kind of ways to not lose what makes him so special. And he needs to put on that weight, man. The technique and the weight thing, 
keeping his flexibility a big for me. So I can see that kid, you know, eventually down the line three years from now being a starting defensive lineman. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the high school class. We got um, the other transfers. We will get to them next week, but uh, you know, this is getting a little long in the tooth. That was a lot of information for you guys. Um, I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back shortly to talk about the rest of the guys for Trevor Mueller, coach V Jake Grant, go dogs, go dogs, go dogs.